And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's your favorite homegirl, E. Reed, your favorite host that loves to smile the most. I'm back, y'all. And you know what? I want y'all to sit back, relax, turn it up, and check this out. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's your favorite homegirl, E. Reed, your favorite host who loves to smile the most. I'm back with another episode presented by Readality Radio. This is Binge and Rewind. And baby, today we're going to talk about episode two of the Kevin Hart series that is on Netflix. It's an autobiography, autobio docu-series. Each episode is about 24 to 30 minutes with no commercials, of course, because it's on Netflix. And I... Why am I reviewing this? I'm reviewing it because I was curious, one, um, about what what did he have to say based on the little, like, preview that they showed. But then also, like, Wendy Williams talked about it on her Hot Topics. And so that just kind of, like, triggered me to really just want to watch it. Because I agreed with her when she was like, what are you doing this for? Like, what, just, why are you talking about it? You know what I mean? Like, I, I was curious to know what this was all about because, you know, there's the whole controversy with his infidelity and the fight that he had with his friend and, you know, his other friend extorting him for money because he recorded the infidelity. And then, you know, he um, now, mind you, it doesn't even talk about the car accident. OK, but it mo- it mostly focuses on like the end of it. It focuses on the um, the um the controversy of the tweets that he put out in like 2009 and when he was on stage talking about what he would do to his son if his son turned gay you know what I mean so we'll get into that a little bit later in the notes but this is episode two I have quite a few notes um so just bear with me as I read them because I'm going to be reading them but also trying to remember like what happened in that scene and why I wrote it okay so there we go Let's move forward. So the episode starts off talking about the stories of his father. And we all know his father was adult, was, was a crackhead. Um, he talks about that openly. Um, however, he and he and when he was younger and he was a kid and, you know, he ended up him, him and his father separated. He he wanted to have optimism about his father because he said that he didn't know that his father was on drugs, but he just knew, he knew something was wrong. You know what I mean? And so when he, there was a moment where he got into it with his mom and his mom was like, well, he said that he didn't want to be there. And so his mom was like, okay, fine. then you, you can go. And so she ended up sending him with his father, <coughs> excuse me. She ends up sending him with his father and he's optimistic. Like, you know, everything's going to be good. It's going to be better at my daddy house and all that kind of stuff. And he realizes that the grass is not greener um on the other side so he ends up learning that he got all these siblings or whatever and they all living in this one house and you know his dad is just kind of like you know find a place to sit kind of a thing there's a lot of people there and uh he talked about um how his father was in the way that the reason why him and his father I mean his father and his mom weren't together is because she kicked the father out at a young age so when I say her cutoff game like I said in that you know in the part one of this review um like I said for episode one his mom's cutoff game was 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 real quick like it, it looked like she didn't have she didn't give zero any okay 
So, like, if you ain't do right or she ain't like it, she cut you off. And that was it. It didn't matter if you were blood, like her son, or if you were somebody she made blood with, like her son and Kevin. Okay? I'm just saying. Um, let's see. But when, of course, by his father not being in the house, he really craved his father. He really wanted to have a relationship with his dad. Of course, like, every child wants to really have a relationship with their father. You know what I mean? Especially if they've been around their father at a really young age and then for all of a sudden their father has to be there you're going to want to you're going to want to be with your father and uh let's see what else um yeah several siblings on his dad's side uh now this is what i thought was interesting his father's from what i gathered his father's life philosophy was figure it out kind of like i'm gonna throw you in the pool and you got to figure out how to swim you know, so when, like I said, when he got to his dad's house and he found out about all those siblings, like his, like, it was almost like his dad said, look, these are your people. Get to know them. Figure it out. You know, and then, of course, there's that one story that Kevin shares that he shared on stage in one of his stand-ups where his dad literally pushed him in the pool and he almost drowned. And his dad was like, you better not die. You know, that kind of a thing. So I, I, I thought that was. That was funny. Um, did now I don't, I didn't even know this. Um, and y'all let me know in the comments below. Like, did y'all know that Kevin's dad went on Larry King? I didn't know that. So I'm gonna have to find it so I could watch it. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting to put down as a note. Uh, let's see. So. Oh, this is what I really thought was interesting. Now, Kevin said that he's forgiven his father and he loves his father and everything. But he says, but he denies or claims that he's not damaged by the actions of his father from when he was a boy. And I'm no psychologist. I'm no psychiatrist. I don't have a degree in social work or anything like that to where, you know, I'm, I can make a medical claim or diagnosis or whatever, but I cannot, I can't not, not think that he would be affected somehow, even as an adult, even if he did forgive and he still loves his father and his father is more active in his life now in a more positive way than he was when he was younger. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just see that you wouldn't, that wouldn't affect you in some kind of a way. So put a pin in that and we'll get back to that note. Okay. Moving forward. Uh, I appreciate how he was able to turn his pain of what he grew up in and what he dealt with with his father. I appreciate that he was able to turn that into a check because when I say he turned it into a check, he went on stage and blasted all of his father's business and his upbringing business, you know, as a child and got paid for it. OK, so that's that's kind of gangster right there. I, I respect his I respect his courage to do that. OK. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, and then he met Aniko and Aniko says she was attracted to Kevin because he has the ability to make her laugh. And she said, if you can make me laugh, you got me. And so, you know, Kevin's funny. He makes her laugh. They, they're, it looked like their, um, wedding was absolutely beautiful. They showed in the episode that they had, you know, saying their vows to each other and they wrote their own vows, which I thought was wonderful. Um, it was really, really gorgeous from what I saw. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think I need some water. Mm. Excuse me, people. And so, uh, let's see. 
then later in the episode, it it from what I gathered, it looks like Kevin had made the decision to not be like his father after the divorce. So after he divorced Tori, he wanted to make sure that he was still going to be active and in in his kids' lives and not just disappear like his dad did. So he wanted to make sure that he didn't do that. And by the way, his father's name is Henry Spoon Witherspoon. So they call him Spoon for a nickname. Uh, let's see what else. D uh, his dad. Oh, this was so lovely. I appreciated this moment. Like his dad was playing with his with his grandson and it just looked like it was a beautiful moment you know what I mean because it's three generations in that room it's Kevin his father and Kevin's son and I just thought that was great and that was a really hard touching moment I'm really big on family so that just kind of always get to me a little bit you know um so what Kevin did touch on is that even though they have a bond right now, that bond wasn't automatically given like the bond was earned because that might be his. Yes, that's his dad biologically and everything like that. And yes, he loves his father, but they there the bond wasn't necessarily there like it is now. And now there is one, but it was earned. It wasn't just automatically given because he forgave his father and he doesn't have any ill will towards towards his father, which I can appreciate because a lot of times we feel like because we love someone that there's an automatic bond there. And it's and no, that's not the case, because sometimes we can love somebody and not like somebody, you know, same way you can like somebody and not love somebody and the same way you can love somebody but not be in love with somebody. Y'all know where I'm going with that. So I can appreciate how Kevin put that into perspective. And uh, it, I, can, I also like that uh, Kevin's father, Spoon, he is still very protective of Kevin, even though Kevin is a grown man, okay? He's still protective of his son. I thought that was great. And it shows that in their bond and their interaction, there's no grudge. There's no hate. There's no resentment from Kevin. Um, now, it then it goes and it jumps. It closes the episode out for episode two. It talks about um, the infidelity and... Uh, Kevin feels like there was because of his success of who he is that he feels like he is a target okay and um and and he also didn't make smart decisions so just just remember those two things as I go into episode three okay um he he talks he makes it seem as though him cheating on his wife and getting caught on tape from being filmed by his friend without his knowledge and being, ex you know, being exposed about it, it. It's almost like he's claiming like he's a victim. He's a victim of making wrong decisions and he's a victim because he's a successful uh movie, you know, comedian and movie personality. I'm just saying it. One and one, they don't go together, in my opinion. They just don't. And and I'm going to go further into that, even more so on the whole My Two Cents thing um, episode that's going to be attached to this. So don't forget, like, I do binge and rewind the reviews of the actual episodes. But then I go a little bit further into my opinion and why I feel the way that I feel on my on the episodes of My Two Cents. So always be on lookout that... Typically, when I do a review, there's probably going to be two videos 
or two segment radio, two radio segment shows that go together in combination. So it'll make it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it make sense. Okay, I'm going to make it make sense. I promise. All right, so that's all I got for y'all right now. This is your homegirl, E. Reed, your favorite host who loves smile the most. And I love y'all. Thank y'all for joining me. If you are listening to this on YouTube, thank you for uh, joining me on Reality TV. And if you are listening on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, wherever my shows are on the platform, wherever you are listening to this, I appreciate that. Make sure you follow me and just stick with me because we're going to have a lot more fun. All right, love y'all. Talk to you later. Bye.